0: Welcome to the Kusafa Show with Mark Gleeson and Nick Sed.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Kusafa Show where we touch on a range of issues from around Southern Africa and we look forward to the start of the African Champions League and the Confederation Cup group stages this weekend as we hear from the Mamalodi Sundowns co-coach Mangoba Mwiti.
2: We also speak to former Bafana Bafana midfielder Teco Medise about why he got involved in a film project to tell the story of his playing career and the pressures that he faced. We also get the views of two Zambia Super League club bosses after a joint UEFA and FAZ league development workshop to assist those teams in the country to de-link from the national association.
1: But first, we speak to Kasafo referees manager Felix Tangawarima about the recent Africa Cup of Nations finals from an officiating point of view. And of course, we get his insight on the performance of South Africa's Victor Gomez, who handled the final.
2: So I just wanted to get from uh, your perspective, uh, just how you felt uh, Victor Gomez did in the final. Obviously, he's received a lot of praise for his performance, but maybe just from more sort of a, a technical refereeing aspect, just just how you felt it went for him. Thank you very much. I, I think uh, everybody in Kosovo is very proud of what uh, our referees in general did in the during the Cup of Nations and for us as a region to be honored to to handle the final through uh, Victor Gomez who was a big big honor for the zone uh, for Kosafa and uh, victor didn't actually disappoint he performed very well i think everybody who saw the game saw how the game was officiated and uh, really we are we are very very happy with the performance of victor it shows that uh what we are doing i mean we started long back with
3: these referees you know with our development plan and you can see the hard work and the development plan of COSAFA. It is now giving us the results. I mean, the three referees who are officiating uh, Gomez, Suela, and the soul from Urisutu. They are all products of our under-17. And you can see we take them in the under-17, under-20, and up to this uh, COSAFA senior challenge. And then they then move into the. You know, continental in the world, you know, officiating. And really, we are so pleased about the officiating of these uh, this these and in particular, Gomez, you know, officiating in a cup final, you know, with everybody in the world watching, he did not disappoint us. He did very, very well. And I'm very, very proud as the Kosovo refers manager. I'm very, very proud of what Gomez did. I know I'm actually representing all the technical, you know, the instructors within the zone. They are also very, very proud uh, of uh, what uh, the referee did. He represented us as Kosafa very well. He represented yes, uh, South Africa. He represented uh, himself as well. And uh, we, this was a wonderful period for us.
2: Yeah, he certainly didn't seem um, overawed by the occasion. In fact, he Seem quite relaxed. Uh, is that just in his personality? Do you think he's just um, he's able to stay calm? You, you see, you will find out during the tournament, I mean, these refs were in camp well before about seven, eight days before the
3: tournament. And then every day, uh, these refs are being taught, they are being you know, prepared for these occasions. And then you you see that uh, before that, he also handled some other games as well. As we continued with the tournament, you will find out that we also get to know what is required. And uh, Gomez is a very intelligent you know a very intelligent referee he he listens to advice he listens to his colleagues he listens to to instructions, and uh, he really took everything which was he, which he was advised to do during this big stage, and he really did it. He's he's very mature, um, and he's a very good um, main manager. He, he manages very well the players. He he knows,
0: you know, he's, he's got sense of responsibility, and uh, really this
3: helped him a lot.
2: Yeah, and I, I think I, I I stand corrected, but I I believe that that. that Kasafa had seven referees. I'm not talking about the assistants, Um, had seven referees at the nation's cup finals, which I think was the most uh, for any zone from CAF, so that must also make you very proud.
3: Yes, you will find out that we would have wanted to have more because we actually have more, more referees
1: who can actually officiate at that level. But, you know, we are also restricted to, to the quota.
3: They, they have to take a certain number from our zone. But, uh, yes, like always, KOSAF has been it's provided more referees in every tournament of CAF. They've provided more referees in every course of CAF, be it referees or instructors. So, that that alone um, gives us a, a, a lot of pride because you can see uh, the map we have actually done for our referees and it's being fulfilled and we are really grateful. We are also grateful for CAF, for recognizing us, for recognizing our referees. So really, I'm, I'm very, very very happy, you know, uh, to be part of this, uh, you know, region to be part of this zone, uh, which is actually doing everything possible to, to to remain as number one in the continent.
2: And now, obviously, looking forward, um, you know, for Victor Gomez, I guess his next target is the the FIFA World Cup in Qatar later this year. Do you see that uh, as as his next stage? You see, but before we reach the the world. Cup, we have
3: lots of, you know, continental games. You know, we have club games, and uh, we also have. uh you know, some tournaments in between. So what we are focusing now is we are focusing on the games which are coming at the present moment. We have the World Cup qualifiers, which are very, very important. We have the Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers, which are very, very important. We also have the Champions League and the Confederation Cup. So what we are doing now, what we are preparing our referees to do now is to look at what is coming ahead of them now with their immediate requirements, which is the, you know, the these games i've talked about after that yeah. we actually trying to make it possible that he, in the event he's selected to the world cup he is in the best condition one would would want a referee to be
2: yeah and just um, moving away from from victor gomez obviously you, you mentioned earlier there about his two assistants um you must be delighted to see them as well because often a lot of focus is put on the referees but not so much on the referee's assistance yes
3: if, if you look at Itself, really some people may not even recognize who the assistant referees were the reason why is because uh, they actually known if they make some error of judgment and in this particular you know game throughout the 120 minutes they were on top of the situation they were they were perfect in every decision they were doing and again looking at uh, for example, a soul from a small Isutu, a referee picked out from the, the bush. Now he is entered the Africa Cup of Nations. Look at Suera, one of our, you know, very experienced assistant referee in Africa. I, I tell you, we we are really very very. Very pleased with what we, what the referees did. Yes, most of the focus is on the referee, but without the assistant referee, you would not have achieved what, uh, what they achieved. So as a team, collectively, as a team, we are proud of these referees.
2: And just finally, we had the introduction of VAR for the entire tournament uh, in, in 2022, 20, uh, now in Cameroon. Obviously, we had it, I think, from the quarterfinal stages onwards in Egypt uh, in 2019. Do you feel that was a, a success, the implementation of VAR? I I think, you know, when we talk of
3: VAR, it's an added advantage to the referee. You know, if we can have something which makes our referees make a correct decision, we are very happy. And we, as KOSAF, as a region, we are actually advocating for this to come down to the zone. We are looking at countries like South Africa, Zambia, you know, to be the pioneers of having VAR in the league because they can afford their games, are, all of their games are on television. And there is nothing to stop them from actually using VAR. We as KOSAFA again, I was speaking with the general secretary, Madam Su, that we need to bring it to, to our tournaments as well. We may not do all the games, but we can actually start it at quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. And when we do that in the in the in, the, in our senior tournament, the senior tournament for women and the senior tournament for men we would have achieved something which have actually put in our in our planning you know program so really FIA is here to stay and what we can do is we have to be on board with what is required by fifa
1: Mamalodi, Sundowns and Amazulu will fly the South African flag in the group stages of the African Champions League this season with the Brazilians set to open their campaign against the Sudanese club Al Hilal in Rustenburg on Friday. Sundowns coach Mangove muti gives us his views ahead of the game. Having been a teacher before, I think that
0: many questions from one person. But I will try to, to answer Playing in Rustenburg, it's, it's as a result of uh, our stadiums not making it. A- uh, in, in terms of the evaluation that FIFA made of our stadiums, Lucas could not make it. Uh, Loftus also, and also tax uh, in terms of the what they wanted now in the in the cup stages of the competition, which is a little bit stiff. Compared to the previous seasons, which we all believe it was going to help the competition, because uh, if if our stadiums that we believe are so good could not make it, then one is is waiting to see what will be happening out there in the stadiums that we are going to be playing in. But uh, that is the main reason why that that moved. Going into your next question of signing players for the Champions League, uh, yes, it's true. I did say that because we are looking at our. Competitors in the Champions League, and we are trying the best we can to to get the team to that level and make sure that we are at a stage where we we compete uh, at almost the same level with them, with one mentality, which is to win the championship. Champions League and uh, all these seasons, even when we did not win it, our plan was always to fight to win it. Uh, that's why we are we are fighting to, to be in the Champions League every year uh, and signing is always influenced by us trying to make sure that we are better than what we were the previous year and we are hoping we, we will get there. I would not regard uh, not winning the Champions League as a failure, but uh, it's something that I would not want to experience, I would love to see Sandoz winning the Champions League. The players would love to see that the president, the chairman, the board, and everyone, uh, the whole technical team is coming for it. So we understand what is at stake, but uh, we, we also know it's a very long road. Uh, we have to try to set carefully. We've done a, a very, very intensive study on al hilal I don't want to lie to you. We have watched a lot of their matches uh, against Merrick, even going back to the match that we played to the match that we played against them in uh, in Sudan and here in South Africa, because their team has not changed that much. Like I said, we we are, we know we are playing against a team that is very robust, a team that is really very strong. Both the center backs are tall, the central midfielders are tall. Their number ten is tall. They, they've got a very tall team, and generally against Al Hilal, you know the game is most likely to be on two fronts, either on set pieces uh, and also on their counter-attacking game with, uh, I think, Rahman, number 33, being the most important player for them and the most important player even for the national team. And he is a player that troubled us even last year. But I must also say their number 22, their left back he is also a very industrious left back, very, very offensive, uh, creates a lot of problems. That is why one anticipates because based on what uh, we know, uh, we anticipate that at home they might sit back a little bit and maybe present a four-five-one or a 4 one one scenario to try and make sure that they are compact and they are hoping to catch us with breaks. But set pieces are always the order of the day against a team like Alina. For this, for this period, the only f- there are only few players that were registered. I think it was uh, surprise Rolani, which was uh, Tebo Komukoena, uh, South uh, I don't remember anybody else because the rest of the squad was registered
2: early. Super League clubs are in the process of delinking from the Zambia Football Association, forming their own top flight competition. It is a move that's been on the cards for some time now, and this week UEFA hosted a workshop in conjunction with FAZ to educate the clubs on a number of important issues. Here is Zanaco acting general manager Roy Matombo speaking to FAZ TV. Uh, the workshop uh, has been uh, very good
4: um, the information that has been uh, available to club officials uh, in particular uh, club CEOs and other football administrators uh, will go a long way in um, developing uh, our game especially in the area of um, governance, uh, operations and uh, general club business. Uh, this brings us uh, to the fore um, in how to you know, handle uh, in general club business. Well, the implementation definitely is uh, gradual. Uh, it has to be integrated with uh, other processes that uh, our club uh, started. So I can say that uh, the integration of what we have learned today uh, is basically a knowledge transfer and uh, we should be seen to put it to practice with what we have already. Um, It's a very good business model, which uh, some of us have understood. Uh, Personally, I've been to uh, South Africa. Um, I've seen the operations Uh, between uh, uh, SAFA and uh, the South Africa Premier League. Um, The the DeLinking is a welcome uh, uh, program. Uh, It has got its own uh, advantages. Uh, This implies that uh, the Premier League will run as a business and in terms of uh, sponsorships and bringing in standardization, it will be across the participating clubs. So um, personally, I'm, uh, I'm happy that as uh, Zambian football, we are going that direction, delinking the operations of the club from the federation to uh, uh, clubs.
1: In Danny FC president, Stephen Le Longwe also gave his insight into the workshop and what it means for the teams to move away from the association.
5: This workshop was very useful because if you look at the umbrella of issues it covered, it started from the governance issues. Then after the governance issues, it discussed technical development, which predominantly focused on uh, clubs understanding how they can map up their technical strategies to obviously grow up the youth team and uh, actually create an impact for the team. And lastly, the workshop covered uh, revenue generation, uh, which was very interesting and the aspect of marketing coming out. Most of the things discussed in the workshop were a recapitulation of the principles that we, we use in governance and development the new aspects were actually in areas of uh, revenue generation Uh, most of the time uh, we feel that uh, we are doing our best without knowing that there are areas that are lacking when it comes to generating revenue for the club so the concepts that came out on revenue generation and marketing were key for for us to understand that uh, uh, it's not only a normal to view marketing as a cost but it's also good to know that marketing can actually generate revenue and benefit clubs so the whole professional issues of how it must be handled the nitty-gritties of branding and also you know uh, merchandising uh, fans and club interactions all those areas that are good areas that They have got new concepts in them, some of which clubs use informally. Mm -hmm. But what we appreciate most is that they are coming up in a structured fashion so that we can use them and objectively and uh, get results. So what we have gotten here is essentially a a strategy, what can I say? There are solutions that we can use now and in the future. And one significant thing that we noted was on the player, on the technical development, you notice that uh, we neglect developing the youth at the tender age. So those are strategies that team can, teams can pick up now, like you form your under-12 team, you form your under-15 and under-19, you register them and start grooming them. Because we have learned the benefits that come from uh, training compositions and solidarity payments. So those are areas that we can implement as soon as possible.
2: Finally, on this week's show, we speak to Teko Medisa, who in his prime was one of the most talked about players in the South African League. But he has shed light on the struggles he faced as a player in a new half-hour documentary called Donna, which is available to be viewed free on YouTube. From the feedback, I think
6: uh, people had a different view. Um, they looked at me differently, and which was something that was expected because we want those stories to move you somehow, you know, uh, spark something in you. And, and that's, that's exactly what happened yesterday. And, uh, yeah, it will be, it will be launched. Uh, I mean, it will be open up for people just to, to watch. I think it will be very exciting to hear what people have to say about it because the idea behind it was we, as Momly Sundowns, being a team that has been dominating for so many years, none of us actually took a, So, responsibility to tell our own type of stories. And I think there's always been a narrative about how many Sun Dance run, how many Sun are winning championship, but we never actually um, got to put ourselves in a position where let's explain ourselves. I a mean, Not that we're explaining ourselves a little bit, but let's just show people that there are characters and personalities within the club. And I think that's the space that we're trying to move in. And um, And I was excited to be part of it. And I was excited to share my story and also looking at how the team is with so many young stars, with ladies football as well, that are going through top time challenging time they can actually look at my story and, and, and be inspired that despite all the negativity despite all the difficulties you can actually make it I think that was the biggest part behind it not just to motivate Sundowns players but just to football in general in the country
2: uh, Do you enjoy that aspect that storytelling aspect is it important to you to uh, show people what you're all about as well? Yeah I think
6: for me the reason why it's so important because I remember when I, I needed somebody to talk to when I needed a former footballer to, to reach out and ask questions there was no, and uh, and sometimes as a footballer, you are thinking that what you're going through, you're the only person that ever went through those. And in, in in reality, there's many footballers that went through that. And I think for us as a footballers, we never had a voice, we never had our own opinion. And I think it's it's, it's those type of conversations that I want to have. Let's have let's have conversations. Let's that's why I want people to watch it and and come back and tell me which part did they interest them, so that can I can explain further if there's, there's 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 no understanding behind it. Because I believe that there's so many stories that we could tell. We know people's stories, but we never share. Some
2: African football stories and i'm excited to be part of this
6: yeah and and is this just is sort of a one-off or is this a series of stuff it, it is a series for now there's there's this four uh series um, um the first part was me and uh, the, the the second part was majambela who is uh, the oldest uh supporter of, of uh, of Mamdood Sundown. And uh, the third one is Khibu is playing in the women's football. Uh, the Recently he just won the Champions League and has yeah. a different personality of the pitch as well. That'll be, that'll be an interesting story. And then Sonyango, of course, we know who he is. And uh, we also went to Uganda as well to try and tap into that space as well. I think people will be very interested to watch that. So also we're building on to that. And after that, there'll be also different people that also that, that raise our screens as well, telling their own story. So it's an ongoing thing. It's going to be a series. Where we'll see different people, but there's no format as to this after Dennis and Young should be 10 well. one there's no format really. We're just going to tell the storyline and we'll see where the story takes us. Yeah. I
2: just last one for me, when you were a player, uh, perhaps um, an experienced player, did you feel yourself as a role model? Was it something that you thought about? Um, at the time or did you just was it just about training play training play
6: um the, I think it came as a as, as a as something that I didn't want to accept uh, because of how I played being given a responsibility to carry the club being given a responsibility in the country that you are a superstar so that comes with put so many things on the side so now we start hearing people saying you're a role model that sort of gives you a different perspective as to what you're doing how you carry yourself as a uh, uh, measure to that so I think for me ever since I've joined the line of pirates my 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 view of people how people view me changed altogether until I retired. And I, at some point I had to take responsibility of the type of player that I was and what was given to me. So it wasn't something that I was looking for, but it was given to me. And and I embraced it because of the player that I wanted to be and I realized that it comes with so many responsibilities.
1: Yeah. That's it then for another episode of the Cassava Show. We'll be back in a fortnight with more views from around the Southern African region and, of course, beyond.
2: Don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, Kusafa.tv, Spotify and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.kusafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok.